0: Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay.
1: Hi, and welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm Dwayne Forrester. You're listening to the weekly digital marketing podcast from Bruce Clay, Inc. Happy New Year to everybody who's listening, as this is our first show for 2016. Today, I'm going to be joined by our senior content writer, Paula Allen our social media editor, Christy Kellogg, content manager, Virginia Nussi, and our SEO manager, Rob Ramirez. Now today on the show, we've got a couple of topics that make sense to think about at this time of year. Personal goals and professional improvement projects, basically. Later in the show, we're gonna get pretty honest with you about what we plan to do to be better at our jobs, better digital marketers in today's world. So stick around for that right after the break. Right now, we're gonna talk about pitching, Virginia, why don't you tell us a bit more about this?
2: Thanks, Dwayne. On the blog, we've got a digital marketing conference calendar. We've updated this every year. It's one of our top posts every year because basically people want to attend shows because personal improvement, education, I think it's a priority for all of us. Digital marketers love you know upping their game and learning, and conferences are one of the only ways to do that in person. So if you check out... Um, the digital marketing conference calendar at bruceclay.com slash blog. You'll see all the conferences of the upcoming year, and you can even submit your own to us. Um, We love to add more conferences as we learn about them. We have a lot of conference speakers in our midst, including you, Dwayne. Bruce speaks at usually a half dozen or a dozen conferences a year. Mindy, our training director, speaks at a handful of conferences. David Zatella, our paid search uh, VP, is a conference speaker. And then, like I said, Dwayne, you probably top our team as far as number of annual speaking engagements. Yeah,
1: it, it gets up there, I'll tell you. But it is highly worthwhile, I think.
2: And why is that? Why speak at industry conferences?
1: Well, you know, for me personally, I've got a couple of reasons that I speak. One is to share a message, to share knowledge and information that I have, um, but also to learn. It is an incredible way to get plugged into a community of thought leaders across our industry where you get to sit down one-on-one with these people. And when you see somebody who has amazing information or a great perspective on a topic you can easily walk up to these people and just sit with them. And I mean, anyone can do this. We all started being unknowns in the industry. And, and this is an incredibly uh, powerful way to grow your own knowledge and to grow your own network.
2: Does anybody else um, have any thoughts on like, what, what speaking at conferences does for your resume
3: oh my gosh, like, you get so many more followers after you speak at something. That's pretty cool. Well,
2: that happened to you, right, Christy?
3: Yeah. I kind of manipulated it a little bit, though. (laughs) Like, um, at Social Media Week, like, uh, I gave away some of our books. And one of the ways that you could get a book is I was going to randomly pick a new Twitter follower at the end of my speaking session. So, of course, everyone that was in the session, like, rapidly, like, followed me. And I got, like, you know, a couple, I don't know how many, quite a few, like new Insta, not Instagram, Twitter followers. I've been reading about Instagram all afternoon. Sorry, that's why I just said Instagram. But you can get a lot of followers or whatever you're after by speaking at a conference.
4: Yeah, and you know, for being an attendee at conferences, uh, I've always enjoyed the interaction with other folks that are living, breathing, uh, digital marketing in general, right? It's always cool to sit down and talk with people who are doing the same thing uh, that I do on a daily basis, concerned with the same things, or able to talk about these things all day the way I can. I mean, my wife gets kind of sick of me (laughs) droning on and on about this stuff, and I'm sure she knows more than she ever wanted to know about Google and how they rank websites. So uh, it is nice to talk to other interested parties who have knowledge that they can impart. And and really, like you said, Dwayne, just a learning opportunity.
2: Well, how do you choose what industry conference would be a good one to sort of dive in as a potential speaker?
1: There's there's a couple of ways that I slice and dice things. Um, You know, number one is if I'm looking to learn something or I want to validate uh, information that I have and I really want to get it out there in front of the best of the best, then I'm looking at the class-leading industry conferences for my industry, so the search industry in this case, you know, in a lot of instances, conferences are split between opportunities for businesses to communicate with each other and opportunities for peers to communicate with each other. Fortunately for us in the search industry, most of our conferences are a really good blend of that, where you can do some B2B talking and networking and meeting with clients and these kinds of things, but there are sessions going on where you will actually learn new things or be able to teach new topics. And so when I'm looking at, you know, kind of identifying these conferences, what I'm trying to understand is who's the actual audience for the message I have. Hmm. And if that audience is the search community at large, I'm looking at the core search conferences that we would typically uh, go to, and I'm looking at actually presenting there and discussing these ideas with those thought leaders from the industry. Um, If, however, I'm looking for a predominantly small business um, crowd then I may look at a different type of conference, an affiliate conference or a um, a conference that's targeted more to franchise owners and operators and things like that that aren't typically a search conference per se, but will have a search component in it where you can go in and have those discussions with new faces.
2: The topic of the audience is an important one. was a thought that came to my mind, Rob, when you were talking about your wife being your audience (laughs) for your conversation about how Google ranks websites. You probably, if you're listening and you're thinking like, I would love to, you know, build my personal brand by sharing the things that I'm an expert in because I am not afraid to public speak. Or maybe it's a challenge that I want to, you know, um, grow my professional career path that way, or, you know, could help with raises or, you know, professional Mm -hmm. growth in any way. Um, maybe take a look at the conference calendar that we mentioned and see what's coming in your area. Join meetups to find out what other conferences people locally, um, have, you know, respect for that kind of thing.
1: Also take a look for, um, industry associations, um, you know, Outside of the, the world of search there are an almost endless number of industry associations and if you're targeting a very specific group of businesses with your product or service, there's a very good chance that there is a conference going on throughout the year where most of those business people will end up there for their own common conversations. Mm-hmm. and That gives you an opportunity to come in and be the uncommon speaker. On social, on search, on security, on you know blogging, whatever the topic happens to be, um, and that that's a that's a real big opportunity, I think, for a lot of folks.
4: Yeah, absolutely. the the, the niche specific conferences are really an incredible uh, source of, of not only information, but also uh, potential clients, right? If you're, if you're trying to uh, you know, get new clients, find folks out there that need your services, finding those really specific conferences and, and attending them can be really uh, worth your time. I, I used to work exclusively with attorneys and lawyers, and there were a lot of marketing, digital and, and off-world marketing conferences that I attended that were really valuable in, in just uh, adding to the portfolio but also raising my profile in the community so you know these rainmaker conferences Avo puts on one uh, there's all kinds of market specific niche specific conferences that can be really valuable resources of uh new clientele
2: absolutely there's one other point i would definitely want to add to this conversation which is don't be afraid of the small conferences i know duane you, you talked about only kind of picking the cream of the crop but like I wonder if Christy will share her story because once upon a time before Christy had spoken anywhere and she was still kind of new to the company, she asked if she could pitch to speak at SMX.
3: I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) That was before I'd even gone to SMX. I just wanted to talk somewhere and, like, share what I had been learning. And I remember you, Virginia, were like, well, maybe not yet. And you were totally right because then I went to SMX and it was like everyone was so advanced and, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't the right fit yet. So you should maybe start smaller and also you would be so nervous if you started out with that many people like it's already nerve-wracking to be in front of like a couple of hundred people like you shouldn't dive into like however many people are in an smx audience and also it's, that's another point you
2: make um it the conference you know to see if that's the kind of the people that you want to hang out with and uh,
4: yeah and you know the smaller conferences can be such a great source some of the the best SEOs that I've ever met, right? And, and it, there's a saying that's out there where, you know, the best SEOs, the guys who really do this on a daily basis, you've never heard of them, right? And and it's the truth. Uh, as valuable as the SMXs of the world are, where you get to really see these high profile personalities kind of talk about their craft. The smaller meetups that I attended in Los Angeles, where I actually met guys who are out here just in the trenches doing SEO on a daily basis, those are some of the, my best contacts, you know, because it really is the guys. That are actually um, pushing the buttons, doing the work, uh, actually uh, testing, you know, pushing the boundaries really of of what SEO is. And those resources, those relationships have been invaluable to me as I uh, continue to kind of like perfect the craft, right? Or attempt to, anyways.
1: I'd like to add one final thought on that, guys, if I can. This is an excellent, I think, an excellent overview. Geez, I wish this type of resource existed, you know, 15 years ago when I was starting to speak. You know, something I did a few years back, I actually had to calculate my ROI for speaking at conferences. For some people, you actually have to justify why you're spending that money to attend the event. And whether you're going as an attendee and paying the full package price to be there, or you're going as a speaker, and, you know, for those who may not be aware, speakers generally do not pay to attend the event. Uh, They are given the ticket. They're kind of singing for their supper, if you will. Uh, They still have to pay their transportation and whatnot. There's a cost component to it. And for me, what I figured out about four years ago was that I needed 125 people in a room to make it worth my while economically to go to a conference and attend it. And that's, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. Obviously, the outright costs go into there. But I have to figure in my hourly rate, what the business is paying me. Uh, what we expect the outcome to actually be, what that is tracked over time to see if it's accurate, or you know if I need to adjust my numbers. But you may be surprised when you go through that exercise just how few people you actually need to make it worth your while. Which you know goes back to kind of the point that Christy and Virginia were talking about, where you know you don't need the biggest and best conference. You don't need to step up to the stage and say I'm going to SMX Advanced because that's where I want to be known. You'll get there. Don't worry about that. It's, there's a clear path to it, and, and you can do that. Um, but there are plenty of other types of conferences. I've been to Blog Her, I've been to Type A Parent, uh, Ungagged. I've been probably the coolest, most different conference I went to. I don't know if this conference still exists now, but it was for pet bloggers and the pet industry. That was all the people in the room were pet people. They had businesses, they had uh, some like the largest names, Purina and Petco, these companies were involved and it was an amazing opportunity. I met people at that conference that blew me away and we are still talking today, we are still friends today and it was just incredible to see that niche in action and to show up there. And that was not a large conference. There might have been maybe 200 people total for the entire conference. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And if you want a really easy way to start off, look for local events that are near you and step into those spots and start your speaking there. That, that is a fabulous way to kind of grow your own brand and, and get known.
2: It's in those conversations that you have at small meetups where you might find what it is that you're an expert at that people want to know, you know? So.
1: I know there are people in this industry today who are industry household names And I can legitimately say I met them before anyone knew them. They were just starting their career. They had started their first job in SEO about a month prior to me meeting them. And today, these are people we all take direction from. So you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's these grassroots connections. This is what really, really drives value for you over time.
3: That's so cool, Dwayne. Well, it's time for a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Sit tight for two short minutes. After the break, we're going to get a little personal and share our goals for 2016. Find out what we want to learn and do here at Bruce Clay Incorporated. SEM Synergy will be right back.
0: Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm.
3: Hi, guys. We're back. I'm Christy Kellogg, social media editor, here with Dwayne Forrester, Paula Allen, Virginia Nessie, and Robert Ramirez. Today on the show, we're looking ahead to all that 2016 has in store. We talked about the benefit of prioritizing your personal brand and how to do that by speaking at conferences. Improving her public speaking was actually the 2016 resolution of Akvila Harlow of AK Advertising. She joined Toastmasters International and recommends it to anyone who had the same kind of interests. That's what she shared in a series of lessons and resolutions, including thoughts by Neil Patel, Marty Weintraub, Cindy Crum, Casey Gillette, Larry Kim, and a lot more of the notable digital marketing folks you know and respect. You can view all of them on our blog or on our Instagram page. Check out our Instagram at instagram.com slash inc. We probably all hope to accomplish or get better at something or other this year. What is it for you guys?
1: I've got two things that I think I really want to focus on throughout 2016. Um, first and foremost, probably the most important thing on my plate right now is learning how to play and mastering the guitar so I can transition into a career as a rock star. <laughs> This is clearly something that uh, matters a great deal to me, so that'll be my focus. Thinking that might take me a little bit of time, however, I'm going to back that up with uh, learning more about artificial intelligence, AI. We had this uh, late this year RankBrain came out, and there's a lot of people talking about it, a lot of folks trying to understand it, tie-ins with artificial intelligence. There's a lot in this conversation of AI in terms of learning what it actually means and how it's applied to technologies we have. I think there's going to be a greater degree of understanding as 2016 goes on. A lot of people do not understand the depth that is applied to artificial intelligence right now, and they use it as a kind of catch-all phrase, so it gets diluted a little bit. Uh, One of my goals for the year is definitely to learn more about it, to have a better understanding of where it may be applicable and where we may actually be seeing it in action today as it kind of learns its way through
2: so you want to learn more about artificial intelligence, Dwayne?
1: Yes. I want to learn more about artificial intelligence, generally speaking, in the topic, understanding it better to, to grasp how it is applied to search. How does artificial intelligence make its mark in the world of search? How do those systems support the type of search we do today and the type of search that we see actually growing so more of the voice search and the interactive search. search stuff like um, that. Right? How is it being applied in those areas so that we can start maybe trying to predict what impact that's going to have on businesses as we move toward 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 and so on.
2: I, I got that message a lot. And in our January newsletter, we do our annual predictions. You shared a prediction that artificial intelligence is going to be another big topic. I mean, it was for the last few months, but like, again, 2016, we're going to be talking about machine learning and artificial intelligence a lot more. Isn't that what powers things like Google Now and predictive search?
1: Yeah, to a degree. Um, you know, it's important to understand it. And- Uh, Admittedly, I am just starting, I'm just digging into the concepts of artificial intelligence. Uh, But there's three main layers, there's three types of artificial intelligence. The first layer is really simplistic, Um, we're kind of beyond that. Layer two, or level two, is kind of what we're seeing being applied in Google Now, in Siri, in Cortana, in those areas. Level three, this this is what most people think of when they think of artificial intelligence. But it's actually not real yet, or at least it's not manifesting in a, in a truly commercial sense, and it's not publicly available as we know it. And this is artificial intelligence that's equitable to human intelligence, where the general person cannot tell the difference. They don't know whether they are conversing with a machine or another person. And we're not at that level yet. But I think, like with so many things, it's not far off, I think... Theoretically, we know how to get there. I think putting it into play and putting it into action is going to take us a bit longer. It's going to take um, some significant steps in technology that we simply may not be aware have already happened, but have happened. Um, And I think 2016 is going to be that exploratory year where a lot more people are digging into it. I mean, we've got some incredibly smart people in our industry that spend a lot of time looking through the patent applications that Google and other companies have and then kind of understanding what they're going to invest in throughout the year coming forward. Mm-hmm. And they've actually been pretty accurate with this. So if that brain trust starts applying itself to this area, you're going to start seeing a lot of what if scenarios come out that are actually quite plausible. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited about that and I want to dig into that.
2: I just watched Blade Runner for the first time last weekend. Really? Yeah.
1: You're on your way. The journey has begun. So
2: I thought about, you know, artificial intelligence that doesn't even know that it's, artificial that humans don't even.
1: Know.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> well, I'll share one of my um, goals and I have this kind of dream that everybody in the content department will have like a area of expertise and just be this dream team superpower. <laughs> and like we'll have certified experts in Facebook advertising and marketing and Google analytics and AdWords certification and that would be cool. Yeah,
1: I can attest to the fact that everyone in the content department is certifiable.
2: <laughs> oh, great. <Aww. laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. Actually, I'm going to step up to the plate and do the individual certification for Google Analytics. I think that'll be really interesting. I get in there and I play a lot in analytics, and sometimes I'll grab an analyst to show me one pointer or two. But to really understand my way around and pull the information out of the data like we need is going to be strategically powerful.
3: That's awesome, Paula. Virginia was just showing me today Facebook has, like, this blueprint section where you can take all these courses about anything you ever wanted to know about Facebook ads or Instagram ads or anything. And I did one of the courses today, and they're really cool, and now I want to do, like, all of them. Mm
4: -hmm. So personally, uh, for me, I – Professionally, I want to really kind of become much more familiar with UX and user experience across the board. I really feel, and Duane, you've said this, you know, when it comes to SEO, we've always talked about relevance. It really is about usability as well, though. You know, the usability of a website, I think the best SEO recommendations always take that into consideration and have that really at the forefront of what uh, they are trying to do. Make a site not only more relevant for a set of keywords to improve rankings, but also make it more usable uh, so that it fulfills the intent of whatever the visitor is trying to do. So I really think that any recommendation that comes from me in 2016 should have a UX at its heart. And I want to learn a lot more about the discipline uh, so I can make uh, the best recommendations possible.
2: So we've reached the end of our time this week. Subscribe to the show through your podcast app to get new episodes of SEM Synergy delivered straight to you every week. For more from our team and the rest of the resolution series, visit bruceclay.com blog. See you next time on SEM Synergy.